Thank you for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production. And please subscribe. Thanks. Welcome to uh, the Arrow Partner Jam, Return of the Jam 2017. Yeah. uh, Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> I don't know. It's what the kids are saying nowadays. It's what the kids are saying. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, so um, we're joined today by two of our, uh, our key sort of uh, technical enablement people. I don't know. I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, you're doing a really good job so far, Dave. Yeah, really. Yeah, That's the standard mind. intro to most of these podcasts. It is. It is. It's, don't take it personally, gents. So, Pete. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> what, what's your name and where'd you come from? Right, so my name is Pete Norton, and I'm from the Watson IoT business development team. Yay. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. And what exactly does that mean? So my job is to help business partners understand the value of our industry solutions within Watson IoT, mm-hmm. understand how they can commercialize the model, and then begin to work out how we're going to take it to market and to begin market traction with the business partners. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Steph. Hey. Hi. Would you like to tell all our listeners, all thousands upon thousands, that, yep. hey, and we're not joking, um, who you are, where you're from? Sure, no problem. I'm Stefan Kwiatkowski. I'm from uh, IBM Hursley, and we've just uh, renamed ourselves. It used to be called the Innovation Center, but now we call the Business Partner Solution Hub. Ah, now... I'd like to say that there's method in his madness. We didn't just sort of walk around our event and and grab Pete and Steph just randomly out of the crowd and and get you to sit down. We might have done, but never mind. Um, Yeah, we don't admit that. Yeah, let's not say that. Um, But, Steph, I mean, first and foremost, um, you've you've been working with ourselves, um, and you've been doing a lot of work um, around IoT, so hence why, obviously, you know, yourself and Peter here today, but could you give us a little little bit of, first and foremost, why the name change? Uh, well, it's a worldwide change. Um, uh, we, all, we have to conform to that, uh, but I think it gives a more kind of a business angle to it by having the actual word business partner in there. Innovation Centre doesn't really convey who we deal with on a, on a daily basis. I must admit, we've we've kind of. I call us Innovation Centre. Well, you would, you would, you kind of. Yeah, off with off the fairies. Talk, talking about five years out. I mean, for me, yeah, I think we're very lucky with a vendor like IBM that you know what, with all the resource that we've got access to and all all the good tools, all the good sort of work that you guys do down down in Hursley, and and I have to say, yeah, Innovation Centre, it, it sounds good, but I, I do like the new name because sure. it kind of says on the tin what it does a little bit like Ron Sill, doesn't it? I, yeah, helping partners start, I suppose, on on a journey of, of adopting IBM technology, seeing the art of the possible and seeing really what, what you could use some of the point technologies for. Sure, so, yeah, so I didn't really describe what we, we do. Yes, but, that's uh, what I was so, really so, after. So I'm a technical consultant. Um, there are a number of us down in Hursley and our main aim is to help business partners. If you're in partner world, you can yep. come to us. You can Anyone can request anything. Uh, in terms of hardware and software, we've got a lot of kit, mm-hmm. physical like in-premise kit. Um, but then we do things in the cloud as well, obviously, with all the Watson services and Bluemix. 
So we can help you out on a one-day uh, seminar, or we've got partners that have been with us for a year and a half doing a very big performance test uh, against a you know, particular SLA that uh, they need to conform to. So we, we range from all of those things, but we can reach out to our uh, sort of sister uh, organizations in Europe and the world, and uh, if we don't have the skills, then we can reach out and uh, get those skills for a particular engagement. I think it's an important thing. It's kind of we we sit in our little IBM bubble here yeah. in, in our team, and, and we kind of we forget that yeah, what a resource is is kind of yeah. available to the customers. Absolutely. And I must admit, I mean, I'm, I don't need to explain this because I'm pretty sure I've got it this a thousand times in the podcast. But Probably. you know, I was IBM once, and you know, when we were when I was an IBMer, we used that facility all the time. Take customers down there, showcase things, as you say. Uh, yeah, I'm talking nine years ago, but there was everything you could ever want to, to test, develop on. Yeah. And obviously what I like about you know, the Hursley Centre is it's just evolving and evolving and it's keeping great pace with the demands and the trends and the fashions in technology. I say fashions very sort of holistically, but yeah. you know what people, what the customers want to talk about, what they want to see. And obviously the latest innovation is the IoT Centre. Sure. So, you know, what sort of stuff is in the IoT Centre? What can a customer expect to get from, from the IoT Centre in Hursley? Well, we can showcase uh, partner solutions in the IoT lab, we call it. Mm -hmm. And we're just about to uh, open a new lab called the Cognitive Analytics Lab, which is physically right next door. Oh, and wow. we're always looking out for partner demos to go in there to obviously showcase their solution. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, the, 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 the story is you can start in the IoT lab get some data and then there is an actual physical door between these two labs and then oh. walk into the cognitive lab Very analytics clever. lab and then analyze the data that you've collected in the IoT lab that's fine well I mean in the day one without the other is, is useless you know and I think this is one of the biggest misnomers that we found is that people either are very 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 polarized to one side of the coin or the other but and I suppose this is why we try to be one arrow is because we're yeah. desperately trying to say you need to take every single element of the solution from from the sensor all the way through to, as you say, the, the cognitive outcome. Because if you're not generating valuable insight from that data, and I think what you the, the way you've just positioned that is, is critical because only too often do I get involved with deals where people are going, oh, you know, we've got um, we've got a sensor and we're going to show the temperature. Yeah, uh, I've so got one of those. It's called a thermometer. I can buy it for about 99p from Morrison's. Other stores do exist, but you know, that's just valueless. Bringing that cognitive angle in helps you to do so much with the data. And it's such a great use case for cognitive where vast data sets just further and further and further perfect the cognitive system's performance. Yeah. So from my perspective, it's, it's, it's a very, very clever way of, of taking people through that world. Uh, one thing I forgot to say is that all this is no charge. So a partner can come in for one day, we'll get the right people for that particular briefing or they'll be in physically they can be with us as well we've got rooms that they can reserve and they can give their demo or their uh, uh, engagement and they bring their customers to our center and show them the hersley facilities mm. and then the other thing is we've got the labs yeah. the hersley development labs we've even brought sometimes the person who's written the code that we're all struggling with in a particular way and they've you know, saved days, maybe weeks, of someone trying to figure out a particular script, and they wrote it, and they come down to us for 10 minutes, job done, 
partner walks away, has done whatever he's done, and, and then continue on the engagement. I mean, uh, yeah. how powerful is that? You know, Very. something like that. And never mind the capabilities and what you've got, the fact that it's free to partners. Yeah. I mean, again, we just kind of take it for granted sometimes. So, Pete. Yep. Yeah, from from a partner development and, and an ecosystem type type piece, that must be a, an immensely powerful story for you guys as well. Yeah, having the ability to show people the building blocks that make up an IoT solution from the smallest little center right the way through to the enterprise software that's going to then run and provide the business outcomes and the, the ability to, to visualize those business outcomes and action mm. that's a, that's essential. And so we've used the... Uh, the lab down there numerous times over the last three or four years while it's been in existence mm -hmm. um, to take partners and customers through the journey of IoT, help them mm. build their strategy up from ground zero to something that they can execute today. Yeah. So I want to ask you both the same question. So, Pete, I'll stick with you first. What have you guys been up to recently? Can you give us any sort of insight as to you know, what you're working on, whether it be a, a, pro, a, a program or a project for you there? Anything that you, know, you think the business partner community should, should really sort of, you know, take on board and at least consider? Yeah, so the IoT, the, what's an IoT business unit as of the beginning of uh, July was moved a lot to focusing towards our IoT industry solutions. So we already have our ability to do asset management, facilities management with Maximo and Tririga. Yep. We've got intelligent operations center capability. We've got continuous engineering. But the IoT industry solutions are about bringing specific value around particular functional areas for industries such as automotive, insurance, um, for manufacturing. And then we have more generic services that we can wrap around, around, around those as well. The important thing is to understand for each business partner is we're not expecting everyone to be a one-stop shop for mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. That's why the concept of a one arrow is there to support the business partners. So a business partner can pick their specific skills, understand how that is a con has got an IoT context in the industry for that, that they operate in with the customers they have, and then be able to engage with the whole of the wider arrow, particularly global components, to understand how they can get the connected device right the way through to the end business service and all the other bits that require yeah. for a life cycle support. Hey, look, we didn't pay him to say that. No, we didn't. I mean, I think, I think we should, though. It, yeah, I think we definitely should. Put him on the, put him on the payroll. Yeah. Now, Pete, I mean, that, one, that's way more eloquent than I could put it. But secondly, I, I just think, yeah, it's, it is about an ecosystem. It is about how we we can all work together. And and I love the, I love the comment you made about you know we don't expect one partner or one business to you know own everything end to end. Um, yeah, we have a story, but you know, we we have partners. Yeah, you know, we have specialists. Why reinvent the wheel almost? And you know, with what what you're saying about the industry alignment piece, it comes back to something that you know, if you're a regular listener to our podcast, you know that David and I have on about a lot, which is not the technology in itself, but the business outcome and what yep. you're trying to deliver. From. Yeah, and how the outcome is actually. So, you know, ten years ago we had a product business. Yep. Maybe three years ago we had a solution business. Mm -hmm. But now what we need is an outcome business. Yeah. Because actually you've got multiple products to, to create a solution. And there's multiple solutions, and this is only IO. There's no better example of this than IoT. Multiple solutions to actually accomplish an outcome. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's that's very misunderstood in our world today. Steph, what have you been working on, sir? 
Well, I can uh, highlight the thing we've been doing here in, in your jam. Yeah. Is uh, integrating uh, Arrow Connect, yep. your, your cloud offering with uh, IBM Bluemix. So I've done a little demo here for you in terms of a, a little model car going around a track, being controlled by an accelerometer on a device, going via your uh, IoT app on an iPhone, going to your cloud, going to our cloud, and just visualizing that data. Uh, it's, you know, it's been quite interesting little project, and it's, you know, people have come up wondering what is this thing, why why is a car going round a table? <laughs> so at, it's at an a, arrow at, event. At, yeah, at an arrow event. Um, but it's been very good because it's drawn the interest. That's the whole point of yep. it. Was why why come up to this this stand, and then obviously we can talk to them about well, all the other things I, we do. I, I, yeah. First of all, thank you very much for burning yeah. midnight oil in in putting that together. I mean, it's visually it, it's massively impactful, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard you talking earlier, and it, it, it's not just about grabbing people's attention, but you were talking about sort of, again, it's about the data you're gathering and how you're using it, so that, you know, if you can explain in a little bit more detail about how you were talking about the, you know, sensing the car at different parts of the track and what you were what you were finding just from putting this demo together, yeah, because I yeah. think it, it kind of, it very quickly lends itself to a business sort of scenario and case and, and not just a you know a, a a very engaging and noteworthy demo well like with the example I, I you can set the car a certain speed and i didn't know that the, i thought oh the car is going to go that certain speed but it doesn't because of the friction due to sort of, and the bends on in the, yeah. in the track and it's like oh I, I didn't and it varies obviously as it goes round. but then that's just a talking point and mm. what are you going to do with that data why do you want that data why, uh, do, do we want to con continuously get every single bit of data? It might be too much. It's going to cost too much to store everything. Yep. And then start being a bit more intelligent at the kind of edge, let's say, at the car edge mm -hmm. of only sending certain parts of data that you are relevant to whatever your particular scenario is. Awesome. Yeah. So I've got an actual business example of doing that. So working with a distribution company in the UK, mm. uh, they started to instrument up their, uh, their actual conveyor truck in the distribution center. Oh. And they've always been told on a regular basis by the operations team, we're a 24-7 operation, you cannot get in there for the maintenance of these events, of these things. You've got a window between one and two o'clock on a, on a Sunday, and that's yeah. it. So instrumenting this, they actually got to realize exactly how busy the operations and the actual distribution center was. And they actually began to find out that, in actual fact, after about 10.30 on a weekday, up until about three o'clock, on a, on a weekday morning, they actually had a reduced level of usage. Now, the operations team was saying, no, 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 that's not true. Well, here's the information we've got. So the unexpected consequence of actually trying to make sure that the conveyor motors are operating at optimal, mm. that the conveyor's going at the optimal speed, yeah, yeah. there are no jams, blockages, and knocks, actually moved on to, actual fact, we now know when we can get maintenance windows, yeah. more effective maintenance windows, and we can be more predictive about how we're going to manage this business and reduce downtime and outage. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've heard, even today, and, and through conversations over the last few weeks, that the... The initial outcome that say that the solution is designed to meet, actually what the next step to that is, what where that then leads, uh, are benefits that probably you you didn't realise you could realise yeah. or achieve when you first set out to implement the project. You don't know what you don't know. 
exactly. I've well, got, got an well, example. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a partner in, I think, it's Mexico that they uh, did a like, competition between stores. This is a fast food chain. <laughs> and they have, uh, they're monitoring the temp, the, when do people switch on the, the equipment in the store. Yeah. And they've even got, uh, well, first of all, that, that's one aspect. I'll come, on, come back to that. But they also are seeing what what uh, the, the energy saving between stores, and they in, in a shopping mall they might have multiple stores, and oh, then you right. can see each other's power usage, and the competition is to use le- less. Wow! And what they found was people were turning on equipment at 7 a.m., but they weren't actually, and the actual uh, equipment takes 20 minutes to warm up to do whatever it does, yeah. but they only start cooking at 10. So why switch it on at 7 a.m.? Yeah. Because that's just habit. You open the store, turn it on, wait for the customers who only come at 10. Um, why, why do that? Energy saving. Their store gets, you know, whatever, bonus of some sort at, at the end of the month. But then that's, the, that's a brilliant example of where you want to drive behavior. Because no matter what you can deliver from a technology solution, if people don't use it or take notice of it... Yeah. Where's the value? Well, so, so making a competition out of it—that's yeah. that is inspired. That I like is, that. That's very clever. That's very, and that leads into sort of one of the trends that we, we predicted for this year, which is about the turning. What is that? What is that? What, what is that even trend this year? I don't even it know. It was where basically you're going turning turning data and, and making technology competitive. So instead of having you know an interface that's very boring and bland you, you introduce gamification gamification That's thank you very much gamification it's actually brilliant and, and I also realised what you said Pete listening. about you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and you know one of the things that we've realised is that that is a massive problem in the industry and actually why would a lot of our partners and more importantly their customers know what they don't know and, and when it comes to IoT they don't, they, they don't just not know they really don't know they really don't know the art of the possible that sounds a really daft thing to say, but even I've been blown away. I've been, you know, we've been on this track now for this IoT, bringing Arrow together for two and a half, three years, and I'm mm. still blown away by some of the sensors and data collection methodologies, and you know, some of the things, some of the sensors you can put in place. Um, it's, e- it's easy to get sidetracked by. Well, we want to do this. I can I can gather this set of data from this yeah, generator because I, I, yeah, I, I know because I can. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. But what are you going to do but, with but it? And why the, do you need what, it? What's yeah. the problem? Point? What yeah. problem is it solving? Exactly. Have, but this is the thing. It always starts with with a question, and you know, or, or a business purpose, or actually, it starts with a we want to do something to differentiate ourselves. How can you help us? And this is where our IoT discovery sessions come into their the workshops. Own, yeah, where we sit with partners and then customers, with a guy from Global Components, with a guy from our manufacturing organisation, and a guy from. ECS, and we say, all right, what can we do to help? You know, we listen to their problems and we start to say, well, actually, if you were to do this, then you could change the way that this functions and that would then give you this massive business benefit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sat down with an industrial fridge manufacturer and they were like, oh, you know, we've got this problem, but we can't, we can't go and eye a sensor up all our things because we can't, you know, we don't understand how to retrofit. But we happen to have a provider of um, magnetic um, ultrasound sensors. And literally, you can magnet these onto the gearboxes and the motors and baseline what that particular component should sound like, and then immediately start to do predictive analytics. And then, like they, so they can retrofit every single industrial fridge they've got in situ today and start to sell fridges as a service. Totally differentiates them from their com- from their competition. So instead of their competition saying, you know, if the fridge breaks down, we'll send out an engineer in four hours, but it could be literally middle of the day 
on a Saturday, your busiest period, and you spoil X thousand pounds of food, yeah. to we guarantee that fridge won't go down and we'll, in, we'll ensure the entire stock of the fridge and the loss of revenue because, and by the way, all our maintenance will be out of hours because we'll replace parts that we can see failing across the, across the board or, or when we see, a, when we can tell a bearing's wearing down. This is, uh, none of that we've spoken about the actual, well, we have very quickly, but the, the conversation we had with the industrial fridge manufacturer had nothing to do with technology. It was about how they could fundamentally change their business model. It just happened to be underpinned by IoT. By, by retrofitting you start up by monitoring and managing you gain your efficiencies yeah. there you then go to predictive and then you go to well, look for this, other this, other ways that well, you can exactly. transform and this and fridge manufacturer advantage. goes back to the customers when it's renewal time and says I'll tell you what we'll, we'll literally don't worry about the capital expenditure we will sell you fridge as a service we will literally we, you don't need to pay for it anymore we'll, we'll rent you the fridges and we will ensure and we will underwrite any failure they have in not just the cost of the goods but also loss of loss of service no other fridge manufacturer no other we're talking about the fridges that sit in aisles of waitrose and tesco's and no other manufacturers are available they are they do yes morrison's (laughs) again um but no one else can do it but that that customer doesn't have the massive upfront cost they don't beginning of the they don't nor do they have nor do they have research and development labs to be able to do this off their own back nor do they have and this is exactly and the reason for that story is that's a great opportunity for them to partner with the Hursley Solution Centre. Business Partner Solution Hub. Thank you very there much, you Steph. Go. We'll get used um, to it. We okay. will. We I'm will. just glad you didn't okay. call it the Innovation Centre. Well, I, it, was, <laughs> it was on the tip just... of my tongue. That's why I was struggling. <laughs> yes. um, but no, no, this is exactly it. And, and yeah. that's a great opportunity for them to go in there and get almost accelerated R&D from you guys who know exactly all of the sort of so pitfalls. One thing that we've recently done with the partner is uh, they just wanted to put a demo into the IoT lab, but we mm-hmm. thought let's let's give them a flavour of design thinking and get them a, oh, a little session. Earlier, yeah. It was a really a really cut down session, but it really worked because it showed like their pain. They had to like think like a customer. If you really did it, you'd get the real customer there yeah. and various mm. people yeah. from the customer, you know, finance and technical people, or a whole range on purpose. Um, but we, we did a little cut-down version, and, and it really helped because it m- highlighted things that they didn't even think about because we have had design-thinking people who have done this before and mm. could bring yeah, a different exactly. scenario to, to, the, to the demo. And now exactly. we're gonna, you know, this week we're going to actually kind of implement that and take it all the way through. Yeah, and this is no spite, by the way. This is no slight on or, or you know, knocking of the, the end-user community. We don't expect them to be able to raise their head above the parapet because... They're running at a thousand miles to support and innovate the ever-increasing amount of IT that they have in their organisation. They know their business, right? They Which know exactly. Could be that. selling through. It could be selling fridges. It could exactly. be supporting boilers or but, buildings or whatever. But and I think Pete, that's the whole point. Which is, this is not about IT. No. This is about enabling business. This is lines of business exactly. looking innovatively at how they're going to be a digital disruptor in their industry. Yep. They don't want to have to invest in all the skills. They want to buy a black box in a, yeah. to all intents and purposes mm. that can then they can remarket, they can take on board and take something intelligent to market. Exactly. And so with different chains of individuals bringing their own teaming and collaboration, we can actually bring an end-to-end solution together without actually worrying about you know, 
putting all the pressure on one one individual organisation. It's all about trying to bring something new to the market and something yep. that's going to drive business for everyone in that whole supply chain. Absolutely. As the old so, phrase goes, it's how to make money, make money, save money, or stay out of jail. God. Mm-hmm. I think on that. There note, is nothing else you need to do as a business. <laughs> I think on that note. Last last words, gents. You are our guests. Your last words. I mean, industry focus, Pete. What would you say? Okay, Reach well, out. So first of all, great event. Encourage anyone to come to future events. That's the first thing to say. Second thing is, yeah. If anyone wants to contact myself, Richard, David, or anyone else in the IBM team to talk about what, how they'd like to contribute to what is the IoT journey for everyone, it's mm-hmm. an evolution. Yep. We're not expecting everyone to be masters of everything, be yep. masters of your own destiny, do what you do well, and we can try and find how we can work, engage together in that whole collaborative end-to-end solution model. Brilliant. Brilliant. Steph. Sure. So, yeah, I can offer demo facilities, technical people to, to work on... Fantastic. on uh, opportunities facilities physical uh, ah one thing I forgot to say all well, those things were you can get remote access to them obviously. yes um, 60% of the people we never see we, 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 we just do everything on conference calls and they dial in and say thank you very much goodbye but then you know, they use those figures yeah. to, for you yeah. know, winning the business no, that's brilliant sure. is that? well gentlemen it's been an absolute yep, really pleasure nice. thank you it's been brilliant. Thank you. Thank well, look, thanks very much. Much appreciated. And yeah. uh, I'm not going to say it. You can say it. No, go on, you say on it. On that bombshell. Yay. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks. thanks. Bye, bye now. Bye. Bye.